listening to Not Good Enough, an inadequate response to inadequate responses. I'm Mitch Alexander. I'm Tom McLean. I'm Tom Lang. And I'm Evie. And I'm Isaac. And <laughs> fuck me dead, gang. There's so much news. Oh, there's a lot to cover. <laughs> just doesn't stop. How about how about we just don't? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck it. Can we, just, <laughs> can we just assume the news is out there and it's... <laughs> Continuing. If we ignore it, it won't be able to see us. It, it, it's it's officially not my problem, and not for me to think about. Uh look, it's not for us to think about, but <laughs> not my problem. Like, still, very much all of our problems. This. So. Uh- I don't know if listeners to the pod have noticed the vibe shift uh, recently, both in the world and on the pod. I love describing 2022 as a vibe shift. The vibe shift. <laughs> <laughs> but things are changing here at Not Good Enough. I think I want to get this out of the way up top as we as we all sort of start to dive into, into why. But essentially, we are going on a break from this exact format with these exact hosts for an Inexact amount of time forever. Say it, Mitch. Done. <laughs> no, well, this, this the is the thing. I wanted. To, I wanted to circle back around to that because I am thinking about how uh, uh, just before summer, when you guys were all going, oh, let's have like a summer break, but we'll leave the option open and we'll do some like cool different types of apps. And in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, you fucking won't. We're <laughs> all taking the entire summer off, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Not touching. We're a not going to think about any the- news for two oh. weeks, and it was it was bliss. I <laughs> say, so, yeah, for me, that was the fir- that was the first sign of just like that summer break was like, all right, this this we're wrapping up this show as is sometime through 2022. And now is the time to do it. So, this week we're talking a lot about, you know, the highs and lows of not good enough and (laughs) what we loved about it and what's been fucking difficult about doing an Ozpol podcast weekly in the, yeah. over the last two fucking years. <laughs> Look, if you're a new listener to the pod, if this is your first one, go back a couple, form the parasocial relationships so that we can break up with you now. <laughs> so it'll mean something. But if you're an oldie, well, welcome. <laughs> I was thinking about this before we were recording too. This whole vibe kind of hits me like uh, one of the divorcing parents talking to the kids. Like, It's uh-huh. not your fault. It's not. We're not angry at you. Yeah. It's just us, we we love you, most of you. Some I'm of mad you. at you, listener. I'm blaming our you. listeners. Fuck it, fuck you, idiots, gronk moron. You're the ones that did you. this. No. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> if we if we didn't have listeners, our marriage would still be for this podcast to be so easy. If we didn't have crazy <laughs> none fuck. of you, none of you signed up to our Patreon. <laughs> It's just it. It's like imagine how much easier it would be if it was the vibe of those like YouTube channels that never get any views on the videos and then just stopped uploading in like 2014. Mm. Like that's, I but that's kind of sad. I like that we have to address <laughs> ending and actually like finish up because I... that would be much sadder. Just be like, wow, we did another another week to no one. Guess we'll. I, I, I do want to also just pivot to a different angle on that, though, which is imagine if we did set up a Patreon and people did subscribe to it and we sort of didn't want to do it anymore, yeah. but we're also like, oh, that's a lot of money that we'll lose <laughs> if we stop. Like, the idea that this is free, it means it's free for us. That's yeah. beautiful. That's, that's so nice. So we talked about doing a Patreon, like, six months in, it was sort of, you know, floating about. But I distinctly remember we all went to the pub at about a year in and we all went in to that lunch going, let's talk about how to set up the po- uh, the Patreon. We're going to have a Patreon. And by the end of the lunch, we were like, fuck a Patreon. Absolutely. <laughs> do not want money involved in this whatsoever. That would suck nah. ass. Not into it. And I do think about that, uh, you know, regularly about like, you know, <clears throat> I personally would fucking love to make a living off of just this podcast. But I'm really <laughs> glad that. I'm not because it re- in reality it would mean that all of you would be fucking trapped in here with me. <laughs> as far as that goes, like, that would fucking suck. And talk it- to anybody I've ever worked with, Mitch. I am a difficult employee. <laughs> I am very socialist. I have no loyalty. 
<laughs> You'd unionise the rest of the pod <laughs> Against Mitch yeah. I think part of the reason yeah. why the Patreon idea didn't get up Is because I wanted full creative control 100% of the profits and you guys were to work <laughs> For the love of it and it's, I don't know why you guys didn't get on board <laughs> I mean Mitch you showed up to that pod me- pub meeting In a suit with a CEO badge on <laughs> Yeah Because I, <laughs> I mean business at the start. Um, I also am looking forward to the fact That even though this sounds like it's going to be Just us talking shit we're going to make it super educational this is going to be about systems it's going to be about neurodiversity it's going to be about like you know talking about burnout and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing it's going to be about the big fight that me and evie had (laughs) (laughs) yeah can we be clear none of this is like a sex thing <laughs> Lang, my my none of this is a sex thing is raising more questions than I feel already answered by my statement about sex. No yeah. one had a fight. It's, a, it's very much a Fleetwood Mac situation for the pod, which is to say that uh, Neil Finn's joining it. <laughs> just the just the idea that like I have to stress, I cannot stress high enough. This has nothing to do with how Lang and I hooked up and then had a fight after it. I I don't know why anyone's asking. This is our rumours episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's kick on to the fun shit about what we uh, each loved and uh, then started to resent about the podcast. (laughs) Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. (laughs) As planned. Well, I have to say that I am genuinely shocked at how far we've come with this podcast. I'm really proud of it. It's just, it's, it's actually a mammoth effort that for a, a group of extremely neurodivergent people who cannot fucking lock in a time to save their lives, actually managed to record like a hundred episodes of a podcast. Like, right, fucking let's, good let's, on us. Let's speak for yourself, uh, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it took me it took me a while to get my time management skills down. <laughs> I, I think that yeah, let's pat ourselves on the back for a sec. We hit like weekly episodes for two fucking years. Point to any mm. other point to any other pod that's done that. None, none of them. There's none. <laughs> for free. World first. <laughs> Chopo's been repeating episodes for years. <laughs> big uh, big shout outs to uh, coronavirus on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it lockdown made that a lot easier. <laughs> it literally have to credit coronavirus for that we were just like in the thunderdome of our own houses um (laughs) thinking about the infectious disease that was raging outside while we were doing this Mm. pod every single week um and i think it's weird because i think it sort of influenced what i was thinking about politically at the time a lot more and i think i got a lot more engaged with politics um than i think i would have um because you know the last few years have been a horrid time, pandemic-wise. Um, you know, people have been worried about <laughs> some of the worst pandemic years we've had recently. <laughs> but yeah, like I think all of us can sort of have had sort of issues with trying to juggle our mental health and physical health and thinking about how um, what our sort of lives were going to look like outside of COVID as well. I know that. For myself, at least, I think this is going to come as a shock to our listeners and to all of the all of you on the pod. But I am a huge extrovert, and so <laughs> um, I was earnestly braced for something then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the last two years have had a really sort of big impact on me being inside and not being able to socialize physically with people. And the pod was a saving grace in that regard. Mm. Like, I, you know. All of you guys are my friends and it is really genuinely lovely to be able to spar with all of you in that way because, you know, we, we've had like a group chat going for so long where we sort of argue about the same things and to be able to do that in person with some of the funniest people I know was just such a wonderful thing to be able to do, especially when I was deeply depressed and not being able to yeah. like, you know, see anyone. <laughs> yeah. Big asterisk on in person there, but yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what we mean. Yes. <laughs> in-person for lockdown, which, and which means the, the furthest from in-person that you can get. <laughs> Literal physical contact is, like, not possible with other than the person you're locked in your house with. Um, mm. But, yeah, it, it's uh, eventually, like, once I started to sort of phase out of lockdown, I definitely threw myself at the safely start to mingle with people as much as possible again. And I have to be honest, 
with our listeners. The reason why I'm quitting the podcast is because, as you all know, I'm a follower of the North Melbourne Football Club and they are one of the worst teams in the league and they always have te- <laughs> They always have games on Sundays, which is when we usually record. So that's the reason why I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> Instead of changing the day of record, Evie made us all stop recording. <laughs> I quit. I'm going to the footy. Yeah. It's like, oh, we could move it to Monday. And she's like, can't do Monday. I'll be really sad about how North Melbourne lost. <laughs> It's a whole week thing. The vibes will be off. <laughs> but like, look, that it's just one of those things where I was just like sort of looking at the work, you know, the load of work, the load of the podcast. Like we do, uh, just to segue sideways a bit, like one thing that has become really clear to me in the making of this podcast is that I get really fucked off with jokes about like, mediocre guys starting podcasts now (laughs) as if like it turns out a podcast takes work it turns Mm. out to make it good and listenable you need to research you need to plan it you need to structure it you need to think out your views accordingly you need to have a good fucking microphone otherwise people will not (laughs) listen to you Um, I think that you might be doing a bit of a not all podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm not all podcasting. <laughs> I think that, like, I mean, not to not to you know put words in the mouths of anyone who denigrates yeah, a bunch of dudes on a podcast, but like, I think that they are talking about the podcasts that don't go through an editing phase, that don't have people do homework beforehand. That well, are Evie's just, like, point is a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking easy to record shit, but it's yeah. hard to you know try. And, and those things, those podcasts are like they self-select out eventually anyway because if you don't have a plan, if you don't have any sort of structure to it, you will die off after a few episodes. <laughs> or I mean, they or- last nine times longer than us. <laughs> they just keep plowing through. My motto is always that 90% of anything is shit um, and I think that applies to podcasts as well. <laughs> yeah. Look, like, you know, we're all, we're all extremely funny people who wing it a lot of the time, but, you know, we still, I think, try to make it the best we can because I think all of us are very smart people who like to put out a good product. And I know for a fact that every single week after we finish recording, all of you are just like, oh, shit, we didn't talk about this thing. As if, it, mm. like, we remember it next week and we literally don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've never, um, ever successfully followed up on something that we missed from one week into the next one. Because yeah. shit keeps happening. Oh, <laughs> really hope there's oh. a listener out there that's like, finish that thought from episode 42. <laughs> Fuck. And I think that that is a large part of why why uh, we don't want to continue doing the podcast in, mm. its, in its current form is because of... Um, how much work it it requires, and um, you know, we're, we're, it's a it's a it's a it's a thing that we're very proud of, and we're very proud yeah. of the way that that uh, the, the way that uh, the, the the podcast exists. Yeah, um, and, absolutely. And and we and we we don't want to put out something that's bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I know, th- like at least one or two times, dear listener. Here's a little lifting of the veil. We have recorded a podcast where we've listened back to it and gone, actually, you know what? Kind of shit. Let's just yeah. bin it. <laughs> not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally not good enough. And you know what? It happens. I think that it wasn't even that we don't want to put out something that was bad because we did have a philosophy going over the whole thing of like, it's okay to have a bad episode. We can't be pushing ourselves to, you know, knock it out of the park every single time because we knew immediately mm. that that was going to be unsustainable. But uh, for me, at least, I, I think that the the deciding factor was that it it wasn't lazy. Yeah. Like the the only episodes that we've cut were the ones that that weren't like because we had episodes that I was like oh look I don't think that we were particularly funny I don't think that the energy was great like we didn't make any great insights but you know at least we were talking about stuff that we had read up on so mm. that we had at least informed opinions and were like trying to think about it you know intelligently the ones that I thought that were like the 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 ones that we did cut were ones that I was just like. We just kind of sat down and riffed about how particular people in politics were dickheads for an hour and a bit, mm, mm. and like w- w- th- we weren't. We're not adding anything. Working new. off of anything that was like, yeah, there's nothing new. There was not like uh, a particular big picture thing that we were tying it to. It was just like, get a load of this fuckhead, get a load of this fuckhead, <laughs> which is like, that's that's. I mean, that's fun, yeah. right? Like that's that's why during the recording we weren't like, oh, hold on a second, we're just we're just bad. Like that that. That is fun, and I think that is still like there were probably things. some funny jokes in those episodes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and that's like kind of the spirit of the podcast is like not being afraid to call a person out personally for being a piece of shit. But 
when it's just sort of like armchair, just you know, like leaning back and leaning back, like fuck this guy, fuck this guy, fuck that person. Like ah, uh, that it, it does feel small, and I never liked that. That may as well be a Twitter thread. That's just a pub chat. Uh-huh. That yeah. is that is fun to do. <laughs> Get a load of this but coming, guy. Yeah, but like you don't you don't go to the pub or to a friend's house with notes prepared. <laughs> and so the vibe of the, the, when the vibe well, of the show shifts, well, shifts <laughs> I didn't hear what any of you said, but I did hear this rising chorus of oh, well, well, well. <laughs> but like, but yeah, it's, it's all it, the neurodiverse people being like, "What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't but, rehearse the pub before?" <laughs> it's literally, your main socialization is D and D. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but so, but like, yeah, that that those episodes, I remember them. Like, I, I mean, I was for release them but i totally understood where you guys were coming from in terms of like it's not it's not big picture it's just it was just riffing and i think what's good about this show is that we've got a mix of riffing on things that matter and then go big Mm. picture and when it was just like look at their silly face what a decrepit horrible evil person immoral haha it was like ah yeah yeah it also it it also i think that is a really good tie-in to uh, another reason, well, I guess one of my main reasons for quitting now in particular, um, which is that Australian politics is a real big fucking drain on my mm. will to live. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and I don't mean I don't mean just the state of actual policy. I just mean the way in which Australian politics is conducted. Like I saw yeah. this federal election approaching and just felt unimaginable dread thinking about having to talk about it every single week because yeah take a look at how fucking stupid all the coverage has been so far do you think i want to talk Mm -hmm. about like you know how um you know trans people have been wedged into being bashed every single day as like Mm -hmm. as opposed to talking to uh, about anything else of substance like it's horse race politics at best evie quick what's the cash rate (laughs) <laughs> but then like it's yeah it's like gaslighting on a national scale yeah 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 oh god that coverage of just like you know oh what's what's this going to do for scott morrison's like you know stakes in the election how's he how's he faring it's like why aren't you just only talking about how he's been prime minister for years yeah and it was shit because it's all a little game. It's like, oh, it's only the campaign. There's a full reset on everyone in the media's goddamn brains. Maybe not every, not everybody in the media. Okay. But it, it, the, the idea that we haven't had, like, just a lot of coverage that's like, so how's he done? It is illegal to have a memory. Is is mad. This is something else I really don't like about our coverage. And I can say this as someone who's followed a lot of American politics too. Um, I'm really displeased with the way that coverage of Australian politics is definitely gearing towards a more US style of politics where they only talk about the leaders and nobody mm. else as if yeah. we vote for the leaders which we don't um, and I think <laughs> yeah we that, got a Westminster system <laughs> and that I think that is due in part to people in the media be- themselves becoming interested in American politics and thus changing their sort of way that they present things and also and same with like political analysts and strategists in the parties and things like that um, and I, that's a really bad thing because that Australian politics is very different. It it's conducts itself in a different way, both legislatively as well as through the courts. And I think it's really damaging to like do it as this horse race. I um, think it's because talking about people is easier than yes. talking about systems yeah. and policies. Where to talk about systems and policies, you've got to do the analysis, you've got to know your stuff, and you've got to trust that you can talk about that stuff to your reader instead of saying Scomo cooked a curry. Guys, is everyone in the media just a burned out podcaster at heart? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the thing. It's also just to just to you know have a little bit of uh, what you call it, a little bit of solidarity with the the media workers as well. Like Boo. working in Australian in print web any media is a fucked position to be in. Like you, we've got a few people who are in the media, like bloody uh, what's her face, you know Tony Abbott's. Uh, 
her friend. She's oh, a lady. Peter she's Credlin. horrible. Peter Credlin. <laughs> Peter Credlin, oh, okay. who's like presumably getting paid huge amounts of money for any media appearance. But then, like, most people who are producing mm. any kind of coverage of the election are getting paid, like, they're not going to be on good money. They're going to be like, fuck, I've got to write another, f- you know, 500 words by 4 p.m. I don't know. I don't even know what the, the work in this is like, but I cannot imagine that the pay is good or the hours are good or the mm. respect is good or any of that. Everyone's going to be completely burned out. And so, of course, you're going to get this really bullshit, like, covering the Australian election as though you're fucking IGN covering the new Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> like, it's exactly the same tone of being like, oh, no spoilers, but ScoMo's cooked a raw chicken today. Like, who gives a shit? We've got who two press releases and we're comparing them. Yeah. Well, all the, yeah. the journalists as well need to get clicks. That doesn't yes. go away exactly. through an election, so they can't even like if the if Albo flubbing the cash rate is what seems to be driving the metrics in the morning, then you're pumping another article about that out in the afternoon, and that's just dreadful. Yeah, it's not because they need to get clicks as much. I mean, they do, but it's it's the articles per journalist per day quotient isn't allowing people to do that. Like, let's actually figure out what's going on. We're not resourced enough. We're not. You know, it's it's the same all over the sort of yeah. Western world. You're seeing just all of your news services being sucked dry and replaced with this quick, quick content stuff. And so we're very sorry to our listeners for taking away a show that does deeper <laughs> analysis on yeah. the politics of the election. That, that's because we don't have any metrics to meet and the reason why we're <laughs> quitting is because um, we've put in metrics that we simply cannot meet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it turns yeah. out if you, don't have mani- if you don't have a manager, you just quit if it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, like we know lots of people who, like, you know, I, I'm fortunate to have, um, you know, friends who work in various sort of levels in journalism and media, in the media hellscape, and none of them are having a particularly good time. Like, mm. it's just all about meeting those numbers. A, a job is a job. You don't really get a lot of satisfaction sometimes, um, you know, and you don't – sometimes you don't get to write about what you want to write about. Sometimes you don't get to say what you want to say. And mm. that's all sort of based on where you're at. Yeah. I, I think it's also worth saying, like, you don't get to write about what you write about, what you want to write about. You don't get to say what you want to say. And sometimes you don't get the opportunity to think about what you're saying mm. before it goes to publish it, publication. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck the machine. All my cogs hate a machine. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a defense of, like, senior sort of, you know, reporters or management or the sort of people who are responsible for the drive of these outlets because they can get to fuck. But, like, <laughs> I just think a lot about the sort of the, the landscape in which we're in. And I think um, it, it is a shame to sort of not be part of that anymore in the context that we're in. But hmm. also, like, it's very hard to do it. <laughs> To get off the big issues and back onto us. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> be, although, obviously, we do exist in the context of those big issues. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's like, loyal listeners, you probably are very familiar with the backstory of the pod, which we started, like, before the pandemic, in the bushfires of 2021. 2021? Yeah, that sounds right. 2019? <laughs> Get the bushfires <laughs> started at the end of 2019, and then we started the pod in January of 2020. Jesus Christ. All right. So we, <laughs> we started hell? in the bushfires of late 2019. Time is fake. Um, <laughs> because we were all reading the news a lot and talking about the news a lot um, and having a group chat about the news a lot, and we got together and it was... All we had to do was start basically recording the things we were already researching and talking about. Um, and then continuing through, through lockdown, we were all still doom scrolling because that's all there was to do. And we were all talking to each other on Zoom because that's all there was to do. And so we just had to record that. But then getting out of lockdown, trying to go back to real life, we found ourselves still once a week doing a Zoom call and having to do a lot of doom scrolling and some part of me realising, oh, I hate... Like, I still <laughs> I still keep up with, with politics a little bit, but 
I can't keep up with the quantity of doom scrolling it takes to put out a topical, political, well-informed podcast. And I mm. don't want to do a poorly informed podcast. I don't want to do content. I want to talk about shit I know about. Um, but also I hate homework and I can't do it. <laughs> and I need to be getting out there and talking to people. And I miss hanging out with my friends in pubs. And that was my real thing is I need to hang out with my friends in pubs. Um, and it's like you were saying, Mitch, about like, oh, imagine if we were just doing this to like no listeners instead of lots of listeners. I'm like, I wouldn't know the difference. I honestly <laughs> can't. I can't picture people that I'm not talking directly to. As f- and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear listeners. I'm sorry, dear listeners. But you are an abstract concept to me. And if you're out there, great. Thanks for listening. But but I get no um, mental, psychological, emotional reward from doing a podcast, from putting out a podcast. Um, whereas I've done a lot of live talking, live presenting, you know, all that stuff. That's great. I get a real kick out of that because I can see people. I'm talking to people. I'm reaching people. I even enjoy radio. I enjoy doing anything in person. I get enough from the people in the studio, uh, but I get... I get nothing mentally from talking to a computer once a week. And yeah. so it, With I us found in your ear, that, just sort of, you know. Yeah, you guys are nice. I would much rather talk to you in a pub. <laughs> um, and hopefully I will be doing that. And so it's like a lot of staring into the abyss of Australian politics during the week to put this podcast together. And I found just eventually I uh, did not have the fortitude of mental health um, to deal with that. And think- also, <clears throat> look, honestly, two years is longer than I've ever stuck with anything in my life. So I think <laughs> we've done pretty well. <laughs> People who know me uh, will know that I'm a huge proponent of the philosophy of just walk out. Just, Hell yeah. just quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it sucks, hit the bricks. <laughs> if it sucks, hit the bricks. And and that doesn't mean like something doesn't have to s- suck super bad. But it's like, and obviously with things like jobs, you can only walk out when you're able to. And that's a trap. So we've, we've created this society <laughs> in which you can't quit a job you don't like because you need to pay rent. That's bullshit. Whose idea was that? Um, <laughs> but I believe in a just world, walk out of anything that's not working for you. Yeah. If you don't like a party, fuck it. You don't have to be there. If you don't want to do a project, fuck it. Don't do that project. Don't do anything that doesn't make you happy. Um, and, and I think there's often a real sunk cost. Um, in all of us, uh, when when we start something, we go, oh, I never finished that book. Oh, I never finished that. that b- oh, I never stuck with my g- violin lessons. Yeah, because you didn't like them. Fuck them. There's other stuff in the world. <laughs> the, the quicker you drop those violin lessons, the sooner you can do something else you enjoy. Maybe you'll go back to violin. There was a post going around a little while ago, which really like helped me outside of the pod. Um, like reframe my life and all the cool shit I did in my 20s. But it was essentially this idea of like, we frame success as forever yeah. and you shouldn't. Mm. Like, like you can have successful projects, relationships, anything mm. that doesn't have to last forever. They can be segmented in periods of time that you look back on and go, yeah, I nailed it. And that, like, but, but, that, but that is really hard to get around because when I think of successful bands, I don't think about the ones that had one good album that changed my life that no one's ever heard of. Who are my more favorite bands? I think about the bands I don't really like that are still touring and going. <laughs> and like, you, you do have to break that. Well, mm. I mean, most of my favorite bands died sometime in the mid nineties. I think um, <laughs> it's like some of the most important, like friendships, relationships, things you have in your life won't last forever. Don't tell my girlfriend this, um, but but I consider that a good relationship can end as long as it's not a bad relationship. Like that doesn't mean it was a failure. And then mm. ideally, obviously a good relationship might keep going, but um, just because things end, that's not a bad thing. Firefly, it was good that it only lasted ah. for a season. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if Firefly had, like, five seasons? Ah, it would get shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I leaving? <laughs> um, I, well, you know, <laughs> I think the pod's shit. No, it's... <laughs> um, I, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm burnt out on... We try and bring things to a big picture each time, and like I, I feel that's really important. But I also think that I, 
the big pictures are sort of locked in now. Mm. Like, and, and this is the thing that annoys me mm. about, like, as I was just talking, the, the sort of the coverage of Scott Morrison, like, in the election campaign of, like, oh, how's he doing? How's he doing this? How's he doing this? It's always it's the like, same shit. We know at this point. Like, it's not changing. We mm. know what he's about. And so talking about the news each week, that's just like, well, oh, looks like the government's perpetrating a war on poor people. What are the mm. details of that? Well, they fucking hate poor people, and they're always going to do <laughs> the most they can to crush poor people. There's not like the, it's it's fun to draw things out to a big picture, but mm. it turns out that once you've had a look at the big picture for a couple of years and studied it in a lot of detail, I know that studying the big picture in a lot of detail is a bit of an internal contradiction, but you know <laughs> that's that's fine. There's a lot in the, going on in Bosch painting. You can do it, right? Mm. So. <laughs> Like, the the details are still the same as the big picture, which is it's fucked, mm. and you don't need to worry about the details because <laughs> you, you just, like, look, any Liberal MP or really, I'm just going to say it, anyone who's working in support of the Liberal Party in literally any capacity, right, is a dog shit human <laughs> because it's 2022. Yeah. We know what they're up to uh-huh. and what they're up to is perpetrating horror on uh-huh. people who are not inside their in-group and extracting as much wealth as they can for their own personal selves and their own personal friends to the detriment of everyone else, right? Yeah. And anyone in that structure anywhere is either in on it or has somehow missed that, mm. right? Which is like, <laughs> what are you doing if you're in a position of any kind of power? Like, ah, oh, fuck you, right? <laughs> so, you don't need nuance. Yeah. Always assume the worst about any of these people, and you will be correct. Right? <laughs> it's we've literally seen that never so many times us. happen where we've come up with like a prediction of some shit, or we've extrapolated further. And if you just run on the line of they're fucking dog shit people, you don't fail. Yeah. And- no. <laughs> you will not be wrong. The only reason, the only reason that any person attached to that structure has failed to do something atrocious was because of a lack of opportunity and no <laughs> other reason ever. And yeah, it's the same with me. Like, there's only so many times you can. <laughs> yeah, Lang sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are better than that. Um, there's only so many times I can say Angus Taylor is a lying piece of crap or yeah. the government is working to make climate change worse before I'm like, oh, what? It's the same thing again. Like, how many it's times do I need to say it? I feel like I'm not saying anything new. Just go back and listen to episode 30. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the problem as well with like a weekly sort of news analysis podcast because, like, we we very sort of strongly tried to not just be reporting the news. Like, our sort of mm. take on the pod was um, this is a thing that happened this week. We tried to, like, sometimes focus on something that was perhaps not as closely focused on, um, you know, in popular news um, mm. and have a talk about the implications of it. Um, and sometimes it can get really exhausting when you're, analyzing very similar things that happen every single week that have the same conclusions, which is Mm. the government is trying to kill you. Um, Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And, and like, (laughs) I I, I think you shouldn't underestimate the the way in which that demoralizes you too. Like, Mm. especially, like, I I don't, you know, we again, we really wanted to try and not be doomer about this and think about real practical ways that people could understand politics and what's going on alongside us as we're trying to understand things. Um, but it can get really tiring sometimes and, you know, sometimes you just don't want to think every week, oh, this is another way in which they're trying to fuck me in exactly the same way. Well, it's also, yeah. I guess, like, we've gone on a learning journey. Yeah. Because my brain, certainly, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I want to I figure something out. I want to figure out a problem, see where, how it works, and then how to solve it. And we kind of... We, we all learned a lot about politics. We figured out the problem. We saw how to solve it. We've solved Australian politics, guys. We solved yeah. Australian politics. It's just <laughs> the billionaires until <laughs> except for the cast of Big Brother. We've been locked <laughs> and then it either scares the rest of them straight or they won't learn. And by that we mean vote. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the other thing also is like, we're not. We're not Elmo. There's only so many times we can learn the alphabet in front of you. 
before it's fake. Um, <laughs> Elmo's been five for long. He's older than me. Right? Elmo knows how to count. He's faking it at this point. It's been 30 years. No, that's the count knows how to count. Elmo. <laughs> mm. The count always knew how to count. Elmo was like, "What's what comes after five? Everyone's like, Elmo, we went over this yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, see, that, that's an interesting thing, though, because, like, someone like listens to the podcast for the first time at any random mm, point. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, you've got to want to learn how to count in front of people mm. and fake it. You've got to be driven. Which is why Elmo is. Yeah. Important. You've, you've got to, you've got to enjoy going uh, Angus Taylor. He, he did what? <laughs> and yeah. if you're not, which is totally fucking understandable, then, yeah, you fucking stop. Mm. Elmo's always five because there's always new five-year-olds <laughs> and we've got to keep hitting the same points. Like, I think that that's, I think that it's fine, especially if you're doing a sort of piece of political propaganda like this podcast, to mm. hit the same points over and over again. And indeed, that <laughs> seems to be the sort of core of any effective political propaganda mm-hmm. is to just relentlessly hit the same points. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's wearisome to produce. Mm. And I think. I think, I think it's the combination of the fact that we hit the same points, but we have to do them from scratch every time. It's like, again, in my day job, teaching children about science, I teach them the same science every day, but it doesn't wear me down because I can, you can get in that groove. You can be like, yes, I'm figuring out the best way to teach people about, you know, electricity because you don't have to learn electricity from scratch. Also, arguably, electricity is not getting worse, or is it? But yeah. <laughs> but every week, I don't have to catch up on the new electricity news because we've locked that shit in for the last 200 years. <laughs> you will not believe what electricity has done this week. <laughs> <laughs> Musk is disrupting the child education space. <laughs> and oh. fucking up Langsdale. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we don't have to talk about America. Jesus. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh poor America. Poor America. See, this is this is why like I have a lot of sympathy for people who were like progressives or like loosely leftists who are trying to cover like American politics. Cause like I fully believe that during the pandemic all of them lost their fucking minds and they're <laughs> allowed to because their entire society is collapsing. You know what? Go off. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> in in terms of learning things, just to, to sort of step off that, there is something like I, I I've absolutely got a sort of much stronger factual knowledge of like what's going on in Ozpol, you know, a, a, a much more detailed roster of all the horrible faces that make mm. themselves known all the time. But I think that one thing that I have learned from the pod that I hope that I have also taught through the in, in talking with some of our listeners it, it, it is something that i think that is is valuable that we've put together is sort of the tone of being able to because we're talking about <laughs> some extremely fucked shit mm. constantly mm. right that is like some of the some of the atrocious policies being put in place on purpose by this horrible government have cost human lives in mm. the thousands and over the course of the next few decades will cost tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands more like it's the it's the grimmest shit mm. that's available it's so bad but we have figured out a way to look at that without instantly going mad i think that we figured out a way to look at it with slowly going mad but the, I, I think that like this this tone that we have developed of being able to joke about this shit while still engaging with it deeply, like emotionally speaking, like yeah. not being like, we can joke about it because we've decided that it doesn't matter. Yeah. But instead being like, we can joke about it because we've decided that everything matters. And if you can't joke about that shit, then what are mm. you going to do? <clears throat> like, I, I think that that's useful because if you engage with it without joking, Without being like, I'll oh, get a load of this idiot though, or, or you know, like just you know, laughing at the horrible stuff, then you can't do it. It's too dark, mm. right? Like I think that if anybody wanted to do a weekly podcast that was talking directly about the harm that like all this horrible shit that is going on is doing, nobody on this earth would listen to that because <laughs> it would be horrible, right? <laughs> It would be a yeah. horrible experience. Why do you want to listen to a podcast that makes you sad? I mean, I, I don't want to be like, what I've discovered, I've invented this new principle that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine. <laughs> like, we're pretty I, podcasters are probably the smartest people on earth. <laughs> I think um I think you're sort of I don't think you're entirely true that people wouldn't listen to podcasts about grim shit. I think 
look at murder podcasts. Look at all the podcasts I, that talk about politics and climate change that aren't as funny I as I think that murder podcasts are a great counterexample, though, because I think that murder podcasts, and I'm, I'm being maybe a little bit snide towards murder podcasts, mm. but I think that I think that most of those true crime murder podcasts do engage with their subject matter from a really, really big emotional distance. Yeah, they- that's true. Yeah. So, and there's another problem with the with murder podcast too is that it can because of the emotional heft of the subject matter it can also um indirectly make people mm. quite sort of fearful in a way that is not proportional to reality like you know there's mm. lots of psychological you know missteps that are often with those kind of podcasts um like where it, both the distance as well as the, okay, what, what if I'm going to be in trouble all the time? Yeah, I think it's that. And it's also like that thing of like now I, I've seen coverage of recent murders, that like the things that was like, you know, get the grisly details here. That's like, yeah. whoa, mm. whoa, that is not okay. That's like, that's terrifying, yeah. right? And I think that... I think that that is something that, like, I think that that is something that sets us apart a bit. Is that we're not afraid to, you know, feel the humanity of, of the people that have been impacted by these horrible po- policies, while also finding the places that we can laugh without laughing at the victims of them. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that we've done a really good job of that. I think so. <laughs> and if and if you disagree, listener, <laughs> there's nowhere to get in touch. We're, we're wrapping up. <laughs> well, um, I think I think another secret uh, back to like how we cover this stuff in an effective fashion, and one of the knacks well, I say in an effective fashion. I don't know your mileage may vary, but one of the knacks that we have, or one of the important lessons we've learned, and this applies also. I use this when talking about climate change or any kind of problem. Is we go straight to like we don't dance around why is this happening. I think if you go, oh, no, yeah. the world is burning. Oh, no, people are suffering. There's injustice and racism and horrible things. Ah, wh- what, whatever could it be? Let's figure out how to fix this in, in roundabout ways. Um, but you are, you're, af- we're not afraid to say the problem is capitalism and specific rich people. <laughs> yeah. We go to the source. Once you can point, once you're not afraid to say the word capitalism, that, makes it easier to grapple with because it's it stops being like an ineffable human nature thing and starts being like oh it's actually specifically Rupert Murdoch and Gina Reinhart and the liberal party <laughs> you know yeah apparatus i think it gives you a framework of like the structure in which um you know australia is set up and which other sort of um capitalist countries are set up and like i think sometimes i you know i, I also can be very guilty of being very frivolous and saying oh well I hate this and the problem is capitalism. And, you know, it's a, fu- it's a fun way to have a shorthand for it. But it is. The problem is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, we're really good at, like, sort of going back to the source. Uh, not, to, uh, mm. not to flatter ourselves, but we are good at this. Um, we're, <laughs> like, I flatter myself as, a, as an anthropologist of, like, the worst gossip known to man. And I <gasps> try to apply those skills to the podcast in trying to figure out who is responsible for what. Mm. I have a, a, a tiny anecdote that... I was talking to a friend who was editing a blog post for a, a, a you know corporation, um, and some of the thing was like mentioning uh, like some climate action stuff, and the original author of the post had put up at the top like oh, just in, in some like a, a part of the sentence around it was like oh obviously everyone's trying their best but blah 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 mm. and my friend was like what's that sentence doing <laughs> and the author was like ah oh, I, I just you know put it in because it it you know. Because everyone is trying, yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Who's I, I, I think that that's here? an important part. Is just that sort of like acknowledgement that like some of the problems mm. that we have are because someone did them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to be like, well, look, things are complicated. Everyone's trying their best, and if we all work together, then mm. it'll be okay. It's like that. This is a story with villains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff that we're facing will need somebody else to be defeated mm. <laughs> to, <laughs> before we can fix this. Yeah, it, it's like the meme of, like, um, the people responsible have names and addresses. That's mm. it. Yeah. They do. Like, the people, yeah. in, like, you know, who run the fossil fuel companies, they all have names and addresses, as do the politicians who receive money from them. Yeah, there's, there's whatchamacallit, like, BP is a 
big ship that's difficult to turn around quickly, but also <laughs> the person at the helm of the big ship BP is not trying to turn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so to move on to to I think I think yeah I wanted I wanted to move on to to one other one other um, uh, p- point here before we kind of wrap up um, and and I think like like you you the listener probably know me as as the listener who listens along with you uh, <laughs> I'm 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 the guy in the headphones who's who's you know while while you're listening to the podcast I'm I'm there too whenever we say dear listener we mean Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, I think like one of the one of the biggest takeaways that I want people to come away from this podcast with is um, one of one of the the you know one of the very early episodes of the podcast. McLean had this this kind of crystallized idea of dirty solidarity, where you've got to be able to find the solidarity with with people who you might not find you might not have the most you know natural uh, natural inclination to to. Um, to uh, find that that you you should you should um, you know uh, align align with with them, but but as as a you know you you've got to work to find that to find that solidarity, and I think I think like doing this doing this podcast is is a is a great exercise in in solidarity with with um, you know we've got this kind of weekly uh, event where we. Um, uh, where, where we, where we, we talk through our issues and, um, and, and try and, um, pull ourselves, uh, through the morass of Australian politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really true. I think I do just, I think that over the course of this project, I have got that into my muscle memory where mm. like that earlier in this very episode, we were talking about, you know, the, the fucking mainstream media and the bloody journalists covering the bloody election. And my mind was like, Imagine who's doing that work. That's also got to suck. Like, mm. dirty solidarity with mainstream media journos, the ones who aren't getting paid well, the ones who <laughs> are getting paid well. No solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> find, find the class lines and stick to them. Yeah. Class lines. Yeah. Yeah, no war but class war. Yeah. That's, I mean, God, no war but class war is such a... F- useful metric where you're just like who's <laughs> I think that's it, such a yeah. better phrase than like any sort of other reductionist thing of like you know there's no other issues there's no other like you know it's just class issues I don't know racism and sexism fucking exist but like where the where the battle lines are fucking drawn and if you want to talk like an Australian journalist like there is no <laughs> war but class war that's where we are at mm. where we've mm. always been Hey Mitch, how yeah. about what, what's your perspective from the other end of the uh, spectrum? Not talking about which spectrum. <laughs> I, on the other hand, uh, disagree with all four of you. <laughs> I do not relate to anything that's been said for the last fifty plus minutes. No idea what they're talking about, dear listener. Uh, no, like I, like I said up up top that you know I fucking saw this coming, and I reckon that's because. I was doing the maths to the Savo. I've been in bands for more than half my entire existence at this point, which is <laughs> fucking wild. But the parallels between being in a band and this podcast were fucking wild because we are like five smart, talented, creative, opinionated, Hot. driven people who are, I was going to say very handsome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. That, you know, come together with pretty disparate ideas of what is both like success and what is an achievement and what is like good where we sort of we 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 diverge in some areas and we come together in others and every week we're coming together to you know make a project sort of happen and the end result is a product of both what we agree on and what we disagree on and so it was it was <laughs> wild seeing this go over the last 2 years of just like this is like doing an EP every week and like you know, finding a rhythm because like our early stuff is janky. We don't have the timing right. Then we go to a different format. We go from analog to digital. Then our timing is off, and everything starts to sort of firm up, and we get into a groove. And we've got opening tracks, like me saying the intro. I don't even know how that fucking started. And then I found heroin. <laughs> I know a big part of this is getting Lang into rehab as quick as we can. That's why we're going to wrap the pod up. It's also like a band. My skills on the keyboard did not improve. <laughs> <laughs> but so. For me, when there was the talk of going on to a break uh, across the summer, just gone, I was like, ah, yep, this is this. We are trending away from this uh, happening. 
But from my point of view, I like, and I, and I mean this genuinely, and I don't, I don't think this is a moral judgment whatsoever. I don't want anyone listening to take this away. But like, I don't relate to anything that you guys have just said. I have. I think some of this is like being a metalhead and structuring a personality around that for so long. But like, <laughs> I love being furious and angry mm. at shit. I like. I. Thoroughly fucking enjoy getting on a microphone whenever it's shoved in my face, especially when I'm allowed to get fucking angry about it. Um, and then the bonus of doing it with people that I love and that I can joke so well with was this amazing bonus. But like reading the news and doom scrolling and putting notes together every week for me is invigorating. Hmm. Like I fucking, I still fucking really love it. And like, you know, not doing it in person, not doing it in person as much. Doing it in person every week, like, whatever. Like, let me just get fucking steamed over some nonsense with the bloody ning-nongs in parliament Tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, look, I actually, I'm going to really miss it for that reason. I, I do, you know, I, I get a lot of energy out in group chats, but it's not the same as fucking yelling on a, on a microphone every week. Um, One of, and yeah, the, even we'll so be far back. as like, oh yeah, th that's the thing. Like, we can't really go away. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I've, I've sipped a taste of this poison chalice now, um, <laughs> and I cannot leave. <laughs> One of the nicest things was actually said recently in a in a message that we got um, on the socials at Not Good Pod, and it was someone that saying that the podcast to them is cathartic, and yeah. for me, that is like like. McLean, I, it was good because it was a joke, but also it was genuine. When you put the fucking war drums behind some of my rants early on, it was fucking just perfect for what I wanted because I feel furious. And I think coming from metal in part, I love sharing that fury. I love engaging with people. And again, Lang, I, I do not relate to you not feeling anything about putting this podcast up. But I think that's partly because I have met people in person quite a bit who say, oh, fuck, I love the pod. Or yeah. mess I, I, I also see the messages on Twitter, so I'm a bit more engaged with the, the feedback. I think Mitch has been hogging all the fans. <laughs> I post the screen caps of uh, most of the messages in the, the, in the I, chat. You've just reminded me of something. Um, uh, not to have too negative a note. Dear listener. Uh, dear oh. listener. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a good time to say it. Um, if, you, if you are wanting to engage with a podcast that is primarily men and one woman, um, I, I think you should message the podcast account as opposed to the, the only woman on the podcast and messaging yeah. her repeatedly <laughs> to get her to pay attention to you. I just want to yeah. say that's generally not a good way to approach things. Um, yeah. you know, not naming uh, don't do that, guys. Not naming names. Um, I consider myself a very approachable person. Like, you know, I, I like to have a chat on Twitter. I'm on Twitter too much. Um, <laughs> I will talk to just about anyone, but also Don't say that, fucking Evie. chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I th most people know when they're they're they're, they're not just having a chat. <laughs> fucking message. We tell you every fucking week where to find us yeah. on the socials. Don't slide into DMs. Shoot a message. We there's no sliding going on for the podcast account. It's shooting. Fuck. <laughs> but no. So I like I was a, a bit bummed. Uh, because, you know, also, you know, parting the kimono a little bit for everyone listening. This yeah. has been weeks in the making. Like, we we had this chat about finalising this at least three weeks ago now, proper. Um, and I am still wanting to keep it going in, in some form. And I have other guests, like, lined up, other hosts, I should say, lined up to do it, blah, blah, blah. But even over those three weeks, without that, you know... With, without knowing that the podcast is happening, I've just filled my life with other things that I can be active and furious about. So my <laughs> band is going again. Recently had a gig and I forgot how much I love just bellowing into people's faces. Uh, I'm volunteering with the Greens four days a week. I, and like even and this stuff out of my control. I'm back on fucking, I'm back on Triple J in a, in a few weeks again as well. So I'm getting my fill from these other places as well, which- You're I'm, right, Mitch. We all have a lot going on. Please don't. <laughs> but so like- I'm now bummed from a, from a different direction in that like, oh, yeah, this probably isn't going to keep going because like I just very quickly filled my life with more angry things and like more energetic things to do. And it's like, oh, shit, podcast, no, no time. Poof, fuck off. Like, I was like, oh, 
this is this is coming to some sort of some sort of uh, end in this form transition. I, I think we're also so reluctant to say even an end to it too because I think we don't want to say goodbye. Um, I want to say goodbye. No, <laughs> I keep jumping in because I love being too definitive. It's my, uh, <laughs> like I, I think about like. You know, you probably won't see us for on a regular basis, but I think about like all the fun things that I, I've been thinking about doing that aren't sort of time-based or regular news-based um, and, you know, thinking about who I want to talk to for that. And so, <laughs> you know, in, in that sense, it's not really goodbye, but um, – you know, like oh, yeah, I guess- we're all still alive. Hey, like yeah. I'm not gonna just like, yeah. oh well, I'm just chilling. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I'm still here. You could just come hang it out with me. It sucks so bad that I'm never gonna speak to Lang ever again. <laughs> yeah, like- damn. R.I.P. to a real one. This <laughs> <laughs> is like we're sort of wake. <laughs> Let. This is the most self-indulgent wake. Just us sitting in our own coffins, being like, guys, what a fucking great run, hey? <laughs> The, the one thing that I think about with like just on on that thing of like filling up your life with other stuff, this is also one of the reasons that I like part of my decision to 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 leave was I have this thing of like I get really mad at politicians, big big news. Um, a lot of people in a lot of positions of power. I'm like, look, we have these big ass crises all over the place using the climate crisis as the biggest most obvious example right where the the sort of the the enemies we face are so big and you know the, the, so widespread that uh, and this is not a, a, a new idea or even one of mine but like the, the only way to achieve progress in the climate fight is for people to be everywhere right like there's mm. there's no battle that's not worth sort of advancing yeah and to just for every single person to try and figure out what your point of maximum leverage is and to hit that lever as hard as you can, right? So if you're an MP, then your leverage is is massive, right? And you, you need to use your platform to try and push that cause. And if you're not doing that, what the fuck are you for, Jed Carney? Right? <laughs> so the, 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 the thing that, that like gets to me is when I'm talking about that, I, I'm also got like this, uh, you know, track in my own mind of like, what am I doing? Have I found the place that's the the, the highest point of leverage for me to push? Mm. And the sort of the thing that's taking up a lot of my time sort of in that slot is the podcast. And I'm like, is that is that the most effective thing that I could be doing right now? And I mean, right now I'm not doing anything at all because I'm still fucking recovering from fucking COVID, which is a bunch of shit. <laughs> but like I I, I I do hope to fill my life up with more things and I, I you know, am already convinced that in person activism is much more effective than recording something into a microphone and releasing mm. it as an MP three. Like I think that the, the the sort of the breadth of reach that you get from that is is certainly obviously wider than say door knocking. Mm. But I, I'm not sure that the sort of once you multiply that out to the sort of individual impact that that has does mm. work out. And I say that as something like I, I, I really mm. hope that I do do it, but I'm also deeply, deeply introverted. I'm the opposite of Evie here where <laughs> I lockdown was not so hard for me because sort of staying at home in my, in my little cocoon 24 uh, seven is, is, uh, is actually pretty good. I, I actually did find out that if I'm not allowed to leave per ISO rules, then I hate it. But as soon as I'm allowed out, I'm staying in. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. So so I I I I think that I do want to find what's more valuable and and try and do that. And mm. I, I think that doing the podcasts sort of prevented me from doing that. Yeah, it was a way of saying to yourself, I am engaged in politics and I am actively working in and at politics, and they're two different things. Mm. Right. Like, I'm definitely putting effort in. Yeah. <laughs> Is that- Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a limited resource of effort. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, I, th- I think specifically in terms of, like, me, you know, like, oh, if you're going to miss old McLean's voice, like, if you're fucking in Ozpol, then bloody hopefully I do just, like, you know, see you. <laughs> Let's do stuff. Yeah. I know. I've got long hair and I wear a green t-shirt. All right. The long hair. The long hair is useful because you, before you got that, you were indescribable. 
I really yeah. was. I had that event that I was, uh, you know, I, I the, uh, you know when the Nintendo Wii came out and you could like make a, you could t- oh, no the 3DS, you could take a photo of yourself and it would like generate the me for you. And it was the default. And I did me. it, and it it made the default me. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal. It was the hardest criticism I've ever had. Oh my god. <laughs> The upside is you can order clothes online. <laughs> it's, it's, that's also true. <laughs> Fuck that rule. I'm with you. I, I think the, doing the podcast was a useful thing for a while, but is not useful forever for us because we're like, we did that. We got this happening. We've got some thoughts together. We've reached some people. I don't want to keep doing it forever because I feel like there's other things I could do. And I get bored. I'm I'm on in the kind of the same boat as Evie of being like extroverted, wanting to do stuff, go out and about. Um, new projects kind of purpose. It's also like, I I completely forgot to mention, it's led me on the path to like so many other things, which I am so grateful for. Like it was through this podcast that like I got to, um, you know, do 3CR um, Tuesday breakfast, which I have for the last year um, Mm. because someone listened to it and said, hey, actually you might be a good fit for that. You should try it out. And like it's extremely amateur on my part, but I have learnt so much through this podcast and through radio. Um, I feel like I've become more confident in sort of expressing my thoughts and opinions in that way. Um, please, nobody go back to listen to the first episode of how mm-hmm. nervous I was to talk uh, in a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Even as someone introverted, I really was really scared about that. That's that's worth pointing out. Evie was the only one, uh, not counting Isaac, uh, but of the of the sort of four voice hosts of the pod who didn't have a background in live entertainment. And yeah, yeah. We were just like, no, Evie, you've got good opinions and a funny. Get on the fucking mm. pod. And <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we made you because you're you know one of one of the iconic voices of the podcast, of which there are also four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <We're all iconic. laughs> Look, it takes a lot of work to keep up with four incredibly funny people. So you know, funny like- <laughs> is not the word any of us would go for in that yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> that was tactful. I'm trying to be friendly and you know tactful and nice about it. I don't want to like leave this off on bad terms, but <laughs> but I got I got to say, I mean. Jumping on what Evie just said, uh, if anybody wants uh, me to come and talk at something, I do want to talk at things. Please give me opportunities. Yeah. Uh, no one's told me to go on 3CR. Um, no, I'm kidding. I um, Lang's live shit is amazing. He's great. I'm not just saying this as like no, his I'm co-host, done. but also his long-term friend. So I'm not biased. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's great. He's done comedy shows. He's done presentations. You can hire this man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but also, I want to see this pod continue without me and I really hope that Mitch bloody Oceans 12s this shit and gets in a whole bunch of younger, sexier versions of us. <laughs> well, so let's, I mean, like let's fucking wind it up. Fresh blood. Let's wind yeah. it up by talking about these, you know, these potential other things, potential reasons why you shouldn't unsubscribe from the pod <laughs> in your feed. Smash with that unsubscribe big- button. With- <laughs> <laughs> no. Delete your reviews. Um, but like I do just with a with a big heaping tablespoon of salt about I've mentioned a number of times now that summer break that we had. That was the fucking stuff. This this feed may lay fallow for fucking ever, but the feed is here as something that is established. And if we ever want to do anything, essentially in the audio medium, we have a platform to put it up. Yeah. Listener, wouldn't you want to hear it? Wouldn't you want to not miss out on it? Yeah. <laughs> I loved that interview with Celeste from just last week. That was fucking cool as shit. And I was like, fuck, should, I should just talk it in, turn this into like enough rope, but with Mitch Alexander. And just get like oh, cool people on to fucking interview. And I mean, not man, not many interviews are going to be as good as that one with Celeste because holy shit, she's cool. But it was still like, oh fuck, we can do things like that. Um, some of us have talked about doing like long form written things, maybe and investigation things, and things that we're interested in, or you know, other passion projects like that. But as far as it I'm goes, I'm gonna make a video game. The <laughs> weekly, the week, the weekly catch up on. Ozpol events and then describing their place in the larger landscape is coming to an end. Yeah. Bye. 
<laughs> I do want to actually. No, I have one last tiny point. Um, the, 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 about like, oh fuck, it's going to be hard to to follow up on Celeste because she was rad. She absolutely was rad. But one of the things that I've learned from doing this podcast from the other people that we've interviewed, and also just like getting up onto the sort of Ozpol potosphere generally, and and like keep my eye on the news also means you keep an eye on the sort of activists that are doing stuff in the news. Fuck, there are a lot of cool people in mm. Australia. Right. Like, we've got so many horrible, piece-of-shit, garbage politicians and, like, a lot of pretty heinous media figures and, like, oh, all kinds of garbage. We've got a smorgasbord of that. But, god damn, do we have some good people. Some of the, like, yeah. just being a spectator, some of that shit has been amazing. The people who are, like, locking themselves to fucking railway stuff, like, uh, the, there's, there's yeah. tons of them. It's been so sick seeing that stuff. Like, that- for every part that it's demoralizing to see the horrible shit that is happening in Ospol, like the, the the people who are working against it are so beautiful. Oh, it's so. I love I, that. I always feel inspired by the fact that we have talked to such cool people through this podcast. Um, mm. not just on the podcast itself, but through Twitter, through email, like, and just reading about these kind of people. It is genuinely, I feel, expanded my sort of knowledge of who is fighting back. And also mm. just it makes me feel so optimistic for the future in a way that I don't think I would have had if I didn't do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it genuinely, it makes me so just overwhelmed to think that like it, that this experience has led me to learn about all these people and how mm. – we can be part of that too. Like podcasts is a fucking, like we don't know shit about fuck, as I said, but like if you open yourself to finding out shit about fuck, <laughs> there's so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to Not Good Enough, the podcast. Yay. Yay. Oh, yeah, because there's no fucking call to action. Hey. <laughs> it really was an inadequate response. <laughs> <laughs> been oh, saving yeah. up that one up for a little while <laughs> <laughs> Not Good Enough was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we want to pay our respects to their elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded <laughs>